You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt. Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. Uh, Brian, how you doing today? Doing excellent, Bobby. We've uh, got game week, huh? We've yeah. finally we finally made it, right? Finally got here. Finally made it. Really excited. And, and you know what? It's going to feel like an even odder week with you know when this podcast is dropping. Uh, it's on Labor Day, so that's already going to be a holiday. Like one day out of the week is already going to be a little weird, and so it's going to be a little bit of a a funny shift over to it. And this already feels a little weird for us. Uh, our producer Peyton Russell, he's off you know, gallivanting around Los Angeles, couldn't be bothered uh, to be here with us today. And so we're, we're flying solo, but, uh, but I think we've got it uh, handled. And Brian, before we, I, I want to play some audio from stuff we missed at the end of last week, um, just with Dak Prescott, Mike Parsons and other people talking. Um, but it sounds like uh, the, the Jason Peters question is going to be coming to a resolution soon. Uh, at the time of this recording, Ian Rappaport had re- reported on uh, Sunday morning that it was heading towards a deal being finalized. Uh, no details on that yet. I, I, it sounded like there was positive momentum towards this. It just it felt like there was a it was a little bit of a slower progression than people are probably used to. I think they're used to, you know, negotiator Jerry sitting down and getting something down done in three hours. Uh, this one took a couple days, but. Ultimately, it appears like we're heading towards Jason Peters as a Dallas Cowboy. And what do you think that means in terms of his role here, Brian? Yeah, I, you know, uh, and you're right about that. And these sometimes these visits are a little bit, uh, you know, you mentioned that they get done, you know, quickly, and then you get signing, and then you know you move on that way. But uh, you're also at the mercy these team doctors and stuff. They. Uh, they're doctors for a reason. They're not just doctors for an NFL team. They're doctors with patients and things like that. So sometimes getting physicals and getting all the doctors together could be a little problematic. Uh, but the Cowboys got everything together there. Uh, they were they were satisfied with the with the physical. Uh, it moved on to uh, talking about numbers. Uh, Adam Pacifica, who does the contracts for the Cowboys, Stephen Jones. Uh, involved with uh, Jason Peters' agents. 
and uh, you know, trying to hammer something out. I was hearing the visit was very, very positive, that Jason Peters wanted to be here. Uh, this was the place that he was really, really looking at. But we also have to remember that Jason Peters played for $1.75 million last year. He's got a little bit of a leverage with the Dallas Cowboys because if something happens with Tyler Smith, if it doesn't work out with Tyler Smith, if they need to make a change from Tyler Smith, then that means Jason Peters is going to have to be uh, you know, in, in the lineup. So Jason Peters probably looking at it as he's got a little bit of that leverage. And, you know, if he's a starter, then his contract probably looks a little different than if he is a backup. My understanding right now is that even if Jason Peters signs it on Monday, it's not going to be a plug-and-play situation. They're going to yeah. need two to three weeks to get him ready. That's the word I got late Friday night as they were working on this, they said, listen, don't see this as an instant plug and play. Uh, they're going to they're gonna have to go with Tyler Smith for two to maybe three weeks before Jason Peters uh, could be ready to play. So, uh, you know, a lot going on there. A lot of things have to be done uh, before the signing gets uh, completed. But all indications from everything I heard Friday were all very, very positive. And as Ian Rappaport uh, was reporting, uh, at least the, uh, progressing in the right way, and, and maybe on uh, you know later on Monday night we were going to hear something from Jason Peters. Which even if Jason Peters doesn't come in here to start uh, right away or even at all, I mean I would I would venture guess that at some point in this season Jason Peters is going to be needed um, just because of yeah. the way things happen on the offensive line with injuries and everything else. Even if he's not coming in here to start right away, he will at some point. Um, but even if he's not playing as large a role on the field as people are wanting, I got to think that that's at least valuable to have a guy there to kind of a, another additional veteran voice to be in Tyler Smith's ear and help to bring him along. Well, it, it it's, has to be very comforting for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the front office and the coaching staff because of the, the, the history of what Jason Peters has been. Uh, is he the, the player he was, you know, five to eight years ago? Probably not. But he is a guy that has made Pro Bowls. He's been a, a starter in this league for a long time. Uh, you know, he still played at a high level of the games I watched. I know talking to people in the scouting department there, you know, they agreed with my assessment about the player. And I, I think there's a lot of things to really like about this. But it, it just shows that Will McClay, Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones interested in protecting their football team. They do not want to go into a season and not have a, a, a veteran guy uh, that could be a, a piece of going forward if, in fact, Tyler Smith does not work out or there seems to be some struggles or problems there. They were okay with, with Tyron Smith being the starter and Tyler Smith being the backup, but that was something that maybe that you would have to think about, oh, week eight, week nine, you know, you lose Tyron Smith for a, a game or two, and now Tyler Smith is in there playing. Uh, they don't have that, that luxury anymore. Now it's Tyler Smith playing, so they needed to have a veteran presence uh, behind him, at least initially, uh, as we uh, get ready for the season. So that is the latest on Jason Peters. Um, by the time you guys are hearing this podcast, it may be resolved. It may be announced. We may have all the details on it. Uh, but as it stands now, that appears to be the direction it's heading. A little bit of an offshoot from that. Uh, 
like I said, Dak Prescott, Tyler Smith, Micah Parsons, they were all uh, talking to the media late last week. Uh, let's start off with Dak Prescott here first. Dak was uh, talking about the, you know, just having the injury to Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith having to, to step in at left tackle and and how he currently feels about that situation with his blindside blocker. Optimistic and a guy that played tackle in college. You know, he came in and has been getting guard reps throughout training camp, but uh, will quickly move over and make that transition already has in these practices. And when you meet Tyler, you just hang around Tyler. You see the competitor, the fighter, um, just the, the football player in him, that grit. And that's what I expect to come out. I expect him to be prepared and the coaches and everybody get him, get him ready, get him prepared. Myself as, as well as the rest of the, uh, the offensive line and the team and his confidence. And as I said, what a a week ago, I mean, I was in this position seven years ago. So uh, if there's anybody that's supporting the next man up and about that mentality, it's me. So I'm here to support him and give him the most confidence that he needs. So, Brian, I, I know it's easy. We know Dak is famous for his uh, stock answers. Um, but but are, are you buying the sincerity of what he's saying about Tyler Smith there? If you're Dak Prescott, are you, are you feeling okay about the situation of, hey, I can roll with Tyler Smith as my left tackle for a few weeks? Well, that's the leadership that you get from Dak Prescott. You know, he is going to talk positively about uh, his teammates. Uh, but deep down inside, and he's absolutely right that he was in the same spot oh, seven years ago and having to make a start, uh, it worked out very well for him uh, with a, a strong running game. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a, a really good way of, of getting him started. And he understands that. So, um, I, I believe everything he's saying, but like I said, deep down inside, I feel like that he knows that his tackle situation is compromised, and he, you know, he's going to do everything he can to encourage Tyler Smith. But he also knows when he drops back to pass, or uh, he's taking a shotgun snap and throwing the football, he knows he probably doesn't have the luxury that he once had when he had Tyron Smith over there. So. It's going to take some getting used to. He, he went through it a little bit last year when Lyle Collins was out for those several weeks. He knew what was going on on that right tackle spot. So this is something that he's accustomed to. It's just in his mind he knows he has to be supportive, but he also has to be very aware of how long he can hold the football and where the protection is going to come from in order to keep him upright. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, and I think that even though that's that's a little bit of a stock quarterback, you know, uh, playing the politician sort of answer there from, from Dak Prescott. I still think what he says there where he says, you see the competitor, the fighter, the football player in him, that grit. I think that's all, those are all things we would say are true about Tyler Smith. I think those are all characteristics that, you know, we've seen even in the media side in Tyler Smith that has us going, we believe he's got it in him to make this work because of those aspects of him, his football character and his competitiveness and his smarts, his intelligence. He seems like he's a very good student. He is. And, you know, there was what he was going through, you know, trying to learn the position, you know, working with, you know, playing left guard and now, you know, kind of really throwing all that aside and any kind of real uh, advancement he made as a guard, he now has to revert back to his days at Tulsa. And, you know, I, I remember studying tape of this kid, you know, playing at Ohio State in the shoe. I mentioned that just because of competition. You know, there's some good competition, uh, you know, that that he's had to face over the years. But, you know, going to lining up against Ohio State and having some success there, you know, I, I think helps him, you know, get back to that, you know, left tackle. And, you know, let's be honest here. Every one of these Cowboys defensive ends are going to try and help him. They're yeah. going to talk to him. I guarantee you, uh, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, Hank Lawrence, Fowler, everybody that lines up at defensive end are going to try and help him. And, and you know that he's going to study. He's going to figure things out. He's going to watch tape. Uh, he's going to study these Tampa uh, rushers. And he's going to ask a lot of questions. And, but it, it does come down to him, you know, one week from, uh, from you know, on, really on Sunday night and going out there and being comfortable. But fact that he has played left tackle in his career I think I think that helps him a lot it's not like he's a center that's having to move out or a guard that's having to move out he's a kid that's done this uh, in his life so he understands the, what's ahead of for him Tyler Smith was uh, also talking to the media and was asked about uh, the the key to his growth how, how he's been able to progress and knowing that there was a learning curve for him I, I think everybody knew that when they picked him the, the Cowboys were very upfront about that about hey this is a guy that that you know he's not a finished product he's going to take some time um, so in terms of trying to realize that growth in a quicker fashion uh, Tyler Smith was asked about uh, that progress and and the keys to that having confidence in what you're doing how you're being coached like you know uh, everybody's strong everybody fast like you know this is the NFL like everybody's a gifted athlete but like falling on your fundamentals is huge for me like you know tr- like having trust that you know I'm going against the best guys to get me better every day and I'm having the best coaching to get me better is like it's been a huge part of my development like just trusting what I'm being told trusting what Zach tells me to do t- trusting what Tyron tells me to do what Terrence tells me to do, Terrence tells me to do in certain situations that's really helped me because I know like you know I know it's all working towards something and that is stuff that I need to incorporate into my game and be successful so that's been huge for me for sure and I think he's right there and that sounds like such a simple thing like oh yeah trust your coaches but like that's been that that is a problem at times for some guys I think that a guy who if you want to look at an example of a young talented player who has not had the trust in the coaching staff and the coaching staff hasn't had the trust in him look on the other side of your second round pick from last year Kelvin Joseph 
and, and yeah. see where a lack of trust in, in what you're being taught gets you. And so I think that's a very big deal. And then it, it speaks to, again, the how open he is to, to learning and how open he is to coaching. And I think you, you've seen that on the field where even though he's not a, a finished product, everything, every single time we seem to see him is getting a little better. There's always progress, no matter how large or small it is. I just remember last year in week two when all eyes were on Terrence Steele, uh, that game against the Chargers, and you're yeah. just ready for Joey Bosa to come screaming off the edge. And they had a great game plan. They chipped him. They cut him. They didn't really expose uh, you know, Steele to a whole lot of one-on-one early in that game. And I felt like it helped him. I could see the same thing happening here. I, 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 I just really do believe in my heart and just my scouting senses. When you watch him play, you know, he was a better player than Terrence Steele coming out of college. I'm, I'm sorry. He just was. And so when you have the traits, when you have the strength, when you have – I think this kid is going to – there's going to be some times where it's not going to look pretty. Sure. But I think he's got the mental makeup to put things aside and continue to push forward. And we've seen guys in the past, and I bring up a name like Chaz Green, and Chaz Green just wasn't mentally tough enough. Even though Chaz Green had, I remember, a, a really a decent game against the 49ers, and it was like, oh, well, maybe there's something there, that kind of thing. But, you know, it just, when it, at the end of the day, he just wasn't mentally tough. And I think this kid is mentally tough that if something does – happen to him bad, you're going to see him bounce back and be able to play uh, play pretty well. Brian, from your experience as a talent evaluator, somebody who, who's worked uh, around the game of football for a long time and has had to evaluate these positions and everything else, uh, Tyler Smith and that high ankle sprain, uh, the fact that it's his left ankle as opposed to his right, do you think that makes things more or less difficult uh, for him playing left tackle, that, that it's the left ankle instead of the right ankle? Well, that's a great question because – as a left tackle, that means the left foot's back, the right foot's inside. So he's going to kick with his left uh, foot to get back, to get depth, to get width. And then his right foot becomes like his plant foot or his base. And then that's the ability. Now, if he has to adjust back inside, can he push off that left foot to get his weight transferred to go back inside? Uh, I mean, that's a, uh, you know, that's, that's, we're just, we'll see how that really, because if, if I'm a defensive end, I'm attacking his edge and I'm going to keep making him think that he's got to get with, he's got to get with, and then I'm going to come back inside underneath and see if he can, in fact, do what I just said, plant and then redirect back to the inside. If he can't do that, then Tyler's going to have to set a little shorter. And just and to be able to, you know, to keep that defender from going inside on him. But then again, that opens up stuff to the outside. So, he, you know, how comfortable he feels uh, with his kick, his slide, uh, will tell a lot of how well he's able to block. Uh, Michael Parsons also spoke to the media, and I really liked this quote. He was asked about not only the Tyron Smith injury, but also, you know, you lose Amari Cooper this offseason, you lose Lyle Collins. So was asked to weigh in on the Cowboys losing so many offensive pieces 
and how that might have an impact on the defense. And this is what Micah said. To be honest, the offense has nothing to do with us, and whoever lost is lost. We can only focus on who's in the room. I don't care if the offense scores zero points. I know we can score on defense. I believe that's how good we are. So if there's games we got to win the game, that's what we got to do. And I think that that's something that we're all talking about early in the season. Defense is probably going to have to win you a lot of games. So funny, man. It's 365 days from where we were last year. This <laughs> yeah. time. If we were doing the love of the star, uh, we would be talking about 40-burger offense, how you're going to stop 11 personnel. Boy, the Cowboys look like they could sure run the ball. Dak Prescott's going to be an MVP. Uh, boy, CeeDee Lamb, Coop, man, these guys, Gallup, they're going to get it all done. You know, well, how about the defense, Brian? Well, you know what? If that could be top 15, if they don't give up a bunch of points, you know, I maybe get a couple turnovers here and well, get some pressure. It, it's the complete opposite. You know, it's the complete opposite of what we thought about uh, offense defense last year. And the defense, it's good enough to carry it. But you also have to find a way to score in this league. You have to find a way to put points on the board. Mike is right. You can score on defense, but you could also help put them in position for short fields. I think that's where Turpin's involved as well. Defense, you know, if you could get them to punt a bunch, you know, you get off the field in three and outs, Turpin's got the ability to flip field when it comes to as a returner. So short fields, three and outs, that will help Dak Prescott in this offense more than those guys will even know. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.